0: Indiana Runner Podcast, Season 2, Episode 14. Taylor Marshall and I talk about potentially the most exciting weekend in the season so far, including three sub-15s on a minus rating at the Flash Rock invite on the boys' side, extremely tight team races up at New Prairie, and the rest of the happenings around Indiana. After the break, we reassess each semi-state and do a general perusal of the new INCCStats.com update following this Saturday's Meets. Cue the Taylor Marshall drop. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. Do you want to go do karate in the
1: garage? Yup. I don't see how you can hate from outside of the club. You can't even get in. <laughs> Leg out.
0: All right. Very, very warm day throughout the state of Indiana. Calling out to vote and Taylor Marshall here. I want to let you know I'm sweating, but I did not touch your drum set.
1: Oh, thank God. That was yeah. my. I was sweating over whether or not you did touch the drum set. So, yep. Wouldn't dare touch it.
0: Uh, let's go through our meets today. A lot of things going on around the state, but we're going to start outside the state. The Trinity and Valkyrie Invitational in Louisville. Spencer Wolf from Forest Park was third. Will Conway from Floyd Central, bounce back race. He was solid, 1552. Uh, Jaden Cirincione, second overall in the girls race there. They have like an elite race. I'm not entirely sure what they call it. There's like an elite championship, whatever. Uh, 1816, Floyd Girls, solid again, 82-point win over all those schools in Kentucky. Shout out to Scott Lidskin, biggest Floyd Central fan that I know. Uh had to be you know it was it was warm in indianapolis right it had to be even warmer and
1: more humid down there in louisville it had to be i don't, I don't know what exact time they raced today it's a it, little bit later
0: it's one of the reasons carmel used to go to that and it's one of the reasons we got out of it when they added the elite they didn't put it at the beginning they put it later than meet.
1: okay so you know we have to assume that it's at least more challenging potentially quite a bit more challenging there um Jaden Sorencion uh is what I was told last week in a Brown County. So that's how Jayden, you say it. Yes, we've been mispronouncing your name. And I that, will say it correctly uh, from now on.
0: Serencion.
1: Serencione. Uh, at least it's unofficial, right? It wasn't like I don't think it was her mom who told me, but it was another Floyd Central mom. So um apologies to you, Jaden. Um, anyway, really great job for her today, right? She's been running uh really well. The Floyd girls, uh, great performance down there um, as we get into this you know uh, Colin and I are talking right now uh, within about a half hour ish give or take of the uh, latest INCC stats update a shockingly uh, fast update shockingly week. fast yeah we were worried that it may not happen today given the you know but we're you know the, apparently Mr. Anonymous or Miss Anonymous I don't know uh, you know, that person is aware of uh, the greatness that comes out of your podcast call and they wanted to make sure that they were included on it. So shout out to uh, that individual. But, uh, you know, the hard part is there are not enough Indiana teams or like ranked Indiana teams uh, for right. uh, Floyd Central to be included in the, in the rating. Like we won't see like the rankings and whatnot, um, but it was definitely a, a really strong performance overall. Um, from those uh, Floyd girls. So, and, and Jaden, you know, uh, she, uh, yeah, second overall, the, the girl who won, I think, was right under 18 flat. But uh, Serencion, strong performance, shout out.
0: West Noble invite, so pretty much opposite of going down to Louisville, up in northern Indiana. The great Goshen duo, Drew Hogan, Cole Johnston, they went one, two, Concordia boys are without their number one this week again, but regardless they defeat the Goshen boys with superior depth 64 to 68. I think it may, from what I'm hearing, it may be a while till Concordia's number one boy comes back. And remember, this is the guy that finished six last year at the state meet Uh, Mm -hmm. Homestead's Addison Knobloch continues her successful start to the season. I guess it's not a start anymore, right? We're in the middle. I'd say halfway, uh, Mm -hmm. She won in 1833, about a 42nd victory over the field. And the Carroll girls strengthened their podium case 34 to 71 over the Concordia girls, Concordia girls, a possible state meet team by the stats, a likely state meet
1: team by my eye test. Yeah. Yeah um okay the shout, uh, the standout for me uh carol girls i think i i was probably I, I think i may have said this the last time you you had me on the podcast i was maybe a little a little tough previously on them um they look pretty good unfortunately their number two didn't race again today so we'll kind of see um you know when she's ready to come back and, and what that looks like but um, they're certainly in the conversation with a few other teams that we'll get to uh, later on the podcast um, for a podium spot, but they are uh, solidly, um, in my opinion, solidly the top team in the New Haven semi-state right now. Um, that's, that's with the projection though. That's what their number two, ready to go at semi-state. So. Right. Um, and it's a,
0: it's a tough balance as we talk about this, right. in that, well here's how it projects but we also understand having been around the sport for a number of years that if you miss one meet it could be for a variety of reasons but when you get to two or three in a row there's probably a reason that you're missing and yet we're also we're talking about the athletic performance of high school age students of adolescence and and certainly we want to give uh we want to give recognition to the to these students, but we also don't want to put a ton of pressure on them. And yeah, it's it's kind of a delicate balancing act as we try to figure out what what could happen, what's most likely to happen at the state meet. How does this impact uh, not having a runner for two or three weeks, or six or seven weeks, or whatever? Um, but yeah, the the Carroll girls were impressive, albeit a a, a bit shorthanded uh, Down south, this was on the uh, Saraland Park course, the Columbus North home course that hosted the rick weinheimer classic and i believe will host the uh regional here in what four weeks away from the regional on the boys side matt newell won in 1529 over his teammate reese kilbarger stump who ran 1531 uh six boys total at that meet under 16 minutes regardless of course conditions weather conditions dictate that running under 16
1: minutes means you're pretty legit you're, yeah, you're really legit on the boy side. There's no doubt about it, and that's a fast place. You know, we talked about this before. We saw Coach Sluter at uh, Brown County. It's a fast course, and um, those kids are kids are moving, especially today, right? I mean, you know, you think okay, go down to Columbus North. We're a couple degrees warmer. Um, it was not easy. We'll talk about you. You and I were at the Flash Rock meet. We'll get to that here in a bit, but we saw some very quick performances, especially on the boy side. Um, impressive. Yeah, I, I would assume. Of course, we weren't there. I would assume uh, Newell and uh, Kilbarger stumpf ran together, and Newell I kicked him there—a um, a reverse of, of last weekend at Brown County, where uh, Reese beat his teammate. So
0: that would be my guess as well. Again, we weren't there, um, but we we do know we we've gotten uh, gotten verification that it is a full five thousand meter course. It's been wheeled multiple times. Over the last couple weeks, uh, Columbus North boys average 1545. So if we're saying it's impressive to break 16 minutes on average, their top five boys did it. In fact, I think four of their, um, four of their five scores did. And, and the fifth score was just over that they score 21 points. Bloomington North boys scored 54 and they averaged 1612 on the girls side. Julia Keesler bounces back. From a subpar race last week she won in 18 flat a very impressive time uh given the very warm and humid conditions today even by nine o'clock i was i was sweating like patrick ewing out in indianapolis so i can imagine her in carmel i suppose you can imagine how bad it was uh down in columbus which is another 40 50 60 miles south of the north side of indianapolis Columbus north girls go one through three they averaged 1839 score a scant 17 points. Bloomington North girls also second, like their male counterparts. They averaged 1948 uh, for their top five and they scored 59. So, a, a, a ho hum performance from Columbus North. Uh, p- potentially yeah. a team, the number one team on both sides. Uh, not ranked number one um, on the girls' side, but uh, I believe on INCC sets, they are now number one on either one so they 1545 are. average 1839 average they're they're legit they're well coached they're going to be there on whatever whatever day around Halloween the state
1: meet is right October 30th right be ready to go get your uh get your costume and your mask picked out Colin. maybe you and I could do some matching uh matching costumes we should talk about that here and figure out what we're going to do that'd be yeah that'd be good uh Keesler um, I mean I
0: think we've got the step brothers thing down right so I think that's Reach up to
1: decide Who's Who's Will Ferrell and who is John C. Riley?
0: In my In my mind, I'm Will Ferrell and you're John C. Riley, right? That's why. I didn't, that's why I'm not touching your drum set.
1: Yeah. Well, I just need to work on the frill a little bit. I can. I can. You make got. It you out. got. We got. We got six weeks, my man. That's okay. Hey, six weeks ex- is a long
0: time. You know, we're I telling the kids know. at
1: practice. Yeah. A lot on. of time to get better. Lots of time. Um. You know, Keesler look, looked looked really uh, good. You know, of course, on the on paper here today. Um, nice bounce back from uh, a tough day at Brown County. So, you know, the two of the three races, remember Columbus North uh, has on the girl side, anyway, has only raced three times, uh, you know, uh, thus far and, and two of the three she's looked very, very good. Um,
0: you know, it, it,
1: a strong win. Uh, Bloomington North girls ranked 18th on INCC stats on the latest, Rate uh, rankings that dropped, you know, 45 uh, 50 minutes ago, um, but seventeen points—you're you're right there. That's uh, that's very impressive, and you get to do it on a course that I'm sure there's been quite a bit of time on there in Columbus. So uh, they're legit. It's going to be uh, it's going to be a fight down the uh, down the stretch there at Old Laverne.
0: Well, and it's the the Indiana Runner podcast theory, or the Indiana Runner podcast corollary of you're closer to your better performances, you're closer to your best performances than you are your worst performances. And I think we're seeing that with with Keesler bouncing back after not running as well at Brown County. Like that happens to any athlete, even star athletes. And she was excellent at that uh, first race, um, didn't run as well, still scored for Columbus North at the Brown County meet and then, and then ran 18 flat in, you know, probably 75 degrees and in, in 90 to 95% humidity um, yeah. down there for that meet going up North. You think up oh, getting North, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be nicer. It's going to be cooler. And that uh, logically makes sense, but this was a, uh, a meet on central time. So they're a little bit, uh, they're a little bit worse. Um, worse isn't the right word, but they're, they're an hour set back. That's so if it, you know, the varsity races there in that AAA division were like listed as like ten fifteen and ten forty five. That's really 11-15 and eleven forty five. Uh, Northridge senior Jack Moore, he uh, he had a, a shaky race, I think, at the beginning, and I, I remember thinking, I, how is he going to transition this or translate this thirty two hundred success from the track season, these sub nine twenty, this all state finish in the spring to the cross country course and the first race didn't go as well and since then he's been excellent he won by 29 seconds he was the only boy to run under 16 minutes and that was in 1558 and led his team to the win 106 points for the northridge boys and then we've talked about how it's always close in new prairie listen to this taylor for potential state meet teams five of them from the new prairie semi-state warsaw 152 Valparaiso, 153. Laporte, 153. So three points separates those first three teams. One point, rather, separates those first three teams. Morgan Township, 160. And Chesterton, 174. Man. Now, something to think about that Scott Lidskin texted me and brought this to my attention. Valpo's third and fourth fastest guys on the day ran in the reserve race. And the reserve race happened after the varsity so those were not in better conditions
1: yeah and, and even then with the the varsity running as you said that that was a late late start um that was that was tough i mean we, we had kids running at that time um not you know everybody runs the same conditions you try to you know get that into the the kid's head you know but it's still not fun it's not you're not set up for success necessarily but it's september in indiana so what are you going to do? Um, the the new prairie. I think maybe you had said this, or or Scott had, or Derek, or um, somebody who was coming for my throat for the uh, leader on the uh, views on the on the podcast unofficial. Scott Scott place. is
0: still beating you, but I honestly, after this week and the excitement
1: here, I really like your chances to get up there. Yeah. Well, I have I've got some gimmicks I'm thinking of here to try to, you know, pull out all the stunts. Uh, but I, I think the the new Prairie semi-state is probably the most fun to watch. I, I agree with um, you know, one of your guests who had said that earlier, I can't recall who, but um, it, because of the, how close it is on, on on the boys side and particularly um, it, it, I think we had, you and I had talked and I, uh, the top ranked New Prairie team was outside of the whatever. And I said, Oh, that's not going to happen. They're, they're deep enough. They're going to move up. Um, And we're starting to see some of that take place. Um, So I'm really excited for, for what might happen. Uh, It would be, you know, I think you and I are a little busy that day, but otherwise it would be fun to go watch. So if you are anywhere near New Prairie on uh, let's see, what would that be October? Is it 23rd? Is that the 23rd? the uh, lucky number twenty-three, the greatest player of all time, Michael Jordan. Don't have me with this LeBron stuff. Um, then that's uh, that's well, that's a miscellaneous oh, well, hour. Oh well, I'm sorry. I got
0: a whole thing on that. All right, we can do that.
1: Um, yes. Anyway, that looks that looks good to me. Um, and then overall on the on the girl side, uh, Karina James uh, still still crushing it. Right, remember her. Uh, we talk a lot yeah. about a couple other girls, but um, gosh, I can't recall. Did she do pretty well at the state meet last year?
0: Uh, do you think it's good if you finish first?
1: Typically, that's that's not bad.
0: Yeah, so she did. She did at minimum, not bad at the state meet last year. She finished first. She's oh. the defending state champion, and oh, wow. uh, I I can't remember the last time she lost in a uh, in a meet in Indiana. Uh, she didn't all last year. And she won this one, 1812. Kaylee Pulitzer from Valparaiso, 1818. 18. So she stayed within six seconds of her, which is about closer than anybody else has in Indiana for yeah. quite a while, other than the state meet last year. And there were there were three other girls under 18 or 19 minutes rather in the 18s. Bailey Ranta from Chesterton ran 1837. Addison Lindsay from East Noble, 1846, and Lillian Zelasco of New Prairie, 1853. Those to me seem five. I don't know that I want to say likely because last time we defined likely as greater than fifty percent chance, and it's just such a strong year. But I'm going to say those are three. Those are five rather. Well, the first two are locks, and the next three are are possible all staters. Or I'm okay. I'm actually okay saying likely.
1: I, I would say likely. I, I would say likely for sure. I, I think, think each uh... of them
0: individually has a fifty percent chance or better to finish in the top 25. I don't think all five of them combined if you tie them together, if you do a a, a five-person parlay. parlay, I don't okay. think they're all they have better than a 50% chance to all be in the top 25, but individually each of them does. And 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 James and Polizotti are locks.
1: Yes, James and Polizotti are locks. Um, they were both
0: in the top 10 last year, I believe.
1: Yeah, there's too much variation to, to really call the, the other three locks. But um, I right. feel really good about Bailey Ranta. We got to see her at the early, 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 early meet there at Terre Haute, in which she ran uh, pretty well, um, you know, uh, up until the last 100 meters or so. Um, so, you know, look, she, I, I would put her in as a, as a probable or, or highly likely or I don't know. Whatever. I'm okay with
0: probable on her.
1: You want probable? Okay, let's yeah. go probable. Probable um, is what, 75%?
0: I would say probable top 25.
1: Yeah, that sounds good. I would put her in that conversation right there. Chesterton with a good bounce back win. Not that they were, were down necessarily, but this yeah, the, not the strongest performance last weekend, but bounce back win over a very strong Valpo team.
0: Yeah, they went, getting back to the old strategy, right? So yeah. Chesterton 76, Valparaiso 84, two possible podium teams. Uh, And then some likely not likely some state meet contenders after that East Noble 146 Northridge 166 now they're less likely to make the state meet than the next two teams Warsaw 167 and Lake Central 177 and that's just the difference of the New Haven semi state versus the new Prairie semi state and Northridge High School and Warsaw High School are not all that far apart. Um, I believe they're in the same conference, but you got to draw the line somewhere, and that's that's where it is currently penciled in. But we got erasers, so we'll see. We'll see how that looks moving forward. How about the meet of the week, Taylor, and maybe the race of the year so far? Uh, yeah. Boys individuals at the Riverview Health. Shout out Scott Litzkin. Flash Rock Invite Isaiah Sturry, fourteen fifty one, Colmatisen fourteen. 52, and it was just as close as it sounds, Krishna Mm -hmm. Tharuna Bukharasu from Burbaf, 1458, his first sub 15 this year, all three of those boys had run 15 flat or faster already, eight total boys under 16 minutes, and it was certainly the nicest race of the day because it happened at nine o'clock. But the humidity, you know, you and I got there at what, seven o'clock, subway wasn't open, put our stuff down, wait for the kids to get there. It was already, I mean, the, the, there was a fog that dissipated. The humidity was sky high and uh, didn't didn't decrease much by that first race, but it was only 70 by then, and it, it, it got a lot warmer. So I, I've i done this, I've, I've, I've watched this, I've followed it for a while, I've I've coached it for about the same amount of time that I haven't coached it but followed it. And I,
1: I haven't seen a lot of races like that. You know, I was actually surprised uh, at how fast those three guys ran day, given those conditions that you just outlined, right? It ranked, it ranked minus five on
0: INCC stats. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm at a, I'm at a loss on how fast
1: those three guys ran. Well, you've got the number one and number two in the state. Going head to head, both highly motivated, knowing the other is there, uh, both ready to go. Like you said, the first race of the day. Um, so a, a hair cooler than what we would see later on.
0: The best conditions anybody got. That was clear. when you look through the INCC stats adjustments and they made different adjustments for different races. That was clear.
1: Very clear. And they did, you know, they did very well right there. I think the performance of the day. I mean you know look, this is hard to say, right? Cole Matisse and, uh broke the school record at Carmel High School. Shout so out shout out to Cole. Isaiah Sturry got the dub and has been undefeated on grass. Um so you know that, that also makes... to be fair, shout out. Shout out, right? Shout you out. won. You 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 won. Like what else we say? Uh but I, I thought Krishna in his sub uh, 15 performance, you know, I think when we look at the the overall state. I, I, most people are, are really you know unless you're a really big homer on one particular individual which you know is, is fine whatever I am but it, most people look at both Isaiah and Cole as as the top two at this date however that might shake out on that day it's very clear that Sturry and Matisson are are the best two boys running the state of Indiana right now um, but Krishna hung with that pack. There was a pack of four for quite a long time. It was, uh, uh, you know, Isaiah and Cole and Krishna, and then Kai Connor of Westfield was up there for, for quite a while, um, until the three started to kind of pull away from, from Connor. Um, but you know, Krishna dipping under 15 for the first time and, and hanging with, and, and he's an all stater and, and a really, really talented athlete. Uh, But seeing him hang close with uh, the the clear one and two in in some form or fashion in the state, I thought he deserved um, at least my performance, whatever that's worth, sorry, Krishna, it may not be worth much, but my performance of the week on the boys' side. Uh, because, you know, again, dipping under fit and and they ran it on, you know, not that other courses may not be, but Flash Rock, you know, the Northview Christian Church, that's a pretty legit course, right? If you're in the state, you know, the state of Indiana and you're in the central Indiana, you know, Indianapolis area and you want something that's going to mimic the state meet course, this absolute best you've got Uh, outside of hopping on a bus and taking an hour and a half to two hour ride down 70 to Terre Haute, every day that sounds like a lot um you know whatever it takes whatever it takes yeah exactly this is your next best thing and and to see him perform at that level on that um you know should give a lot of confidence to him and to his teammates and as soon as maybe two of those guys get back to racing then a few of the other teams uh they might be sweating and not because it's 80-plus uh, degree, you know, 85, 90 degrees today, whatever, and all that humidity, but they're sweating because uh, that uh, Brebuff uh, Jesuit Prep High School looks really, really good.
0: Speaking of teams,
1: on the team side,
0: Carmel boys, 53, Hamilton Southeastern boys, 76. Showdown then of possible state meet teams, uh, not as close as it was at New Prairie, but not too far off. Westfield, 126. North Central 135, Burbuff 154, Noblesville 163. Noblesville top runner didn't run, but he did run last week. And so just some quick math. If he performs at about his typical level, I, I had the Westfield boys 10 points behind Noblesville. So Noblesville beating the Westfield boys, but not by as much as I probably would have anticipated coming into that. Um, and then... Some uh, strategizing, some positioning with some of the big conference meets, two of them in central Indiana coming up next week. No Center Grove boys, no Zionsville boys, or no Fishers boys. And when I say no, I mean they didn't run their their top boys. Um, On the girls' side, so uh, just just a somber note here at the beginning, Nikki Sutherland of Delta uh, went, uh, fell down about not too far from the finish line. Um, of a race that she was clearly going to win. We all hope that she's doing well and sending her our well wishes. Um, when that happened, Gretchen Farley of park Tudor took the victory, 1803. She was all state last year. Kendall Martin of Burbuff, uh, 1813. She was all state last year. And then a host of hounds, greyhounds, uh, from Carmel right after that eight girls in total ran under 19 minutes, Carmel girls, two, three, four in the team score, Uh, We scored, or uh, Carmel scored 56 total, and then our our surprise team that we will continue to talk about, because we continue to be surprised every week, Westfield girls over Noblesville in a battle of podium prospects, Westfield 85, Noblesville 91, Avon strengthening its outlook as a possible state meet team, they had 124, Hamilton Southeastern was fifth, with one hundred and fifty-three, they're a very likely state meet team because they are no longer in the Central Indiana semi-state. They go up to the uh, Fort Wayne one, which is now in Huntington. W- what sticks out to you from the the girls race there?
1: Well, um, Westfield, obviously, right? Uh, we've talked about them before. They, they look really, really good. You know, we were pretty bullish on Noblesville early on, and not that we aren't still, but um, westfield last weekend was second to noblesville up at indiana wesleyan um but they had closed the gap from a previous meet and and then they they really closed it up it took took the lead today um they, they looked really really strong um so they, they are a legitimate and we'll talk about this some more here in a bit a very legitimate podium contender and i think noblesville is still in that mix Um, so, you know, that team race looked great, uh, Gretchen Farley, uh, you know, with the win, um, Sutherland was dominant throughout and, and like you said, Colin, uh, didn't quite make it to the finish line and we are, uh, wishing her well, um, no Sophia Kennedy today, um, would have been great to see the Kennedy Sutherland battle, um, but she did not partake in the race, um. So that was really good. and, and then Avon girls, uh, particularly having a front runner, has been helpful for Avon um, and in a year where they are very much in the conversation for uh, returning to the podium. Um, and then and then you said at HSC HSC didn't run all their all their girls, um, at least in the varsity race. and um, that path through New Haven is a little bit different. So. You know, they can afford to play around, you know, play around, but they can afford to do some different things. That's, that's probably the best way to put it. So on
0: the boys side today, it looked like just glancing through the results, looking at the little, the little drop on INCC stats today, um, most of the top boys in the state ran, competed, they're in results. On the girls side, it's not that way. A lot of the top girls did either didn't compete or are not in the results. I just thought that was interesting.
1: Yeah, and hey, I'm sorry, Colin, to interrupt you here, but let me correct myself. I, I realized that as I'm looking over this latest drop on INCC stats and all that, um, HSC, HSC did run all their best girls. Uh, I was looking at the wrong, you know, uh, INCC stats will count at the Flash Rock meet. Uh, they have two different adjustments, one for the varsity race and one right. for the HSC race. And so I, I was looking the wrong, so I apologize for that. But yes, uh, HSC girls did run all of their, uh, top girls, if you will, at that meet. Let's get into our teams of the week. I mentioned this is a, it's a, it's
0: a very small school up in the Northwest area, but, uh, they, they look, they look like a likely state meet team to me. And those are the Morgan township
1: boys. Great job. Keep getting better. Uh, we love to see when the small schools, uh, have that type of success, um, you know, they, I I think that um, yeah, I don't know. And that was
0: good. They're in the most fun semi state. I like the way you put that. It's the most love, fun semi state. That's what it's
1: all about, right? It's about having fun.
0: Going to be the most entertaining. It's got it's got the most up in the air, and probably will stay that way for the next the next five weeks. And on the girls' side, up in the opposite corner of the state, looking more and more like a podium team. Um, they've had a string of appearances on the podium podium means top five Uh, i know this is a pretty niche podcast i'm not sure i have to mention that but that's the carol girls they were they were great they were solid again today
1: they were great carol girls competing better and better and um you know i I know that i had maybe doubted them a little bit and not not that that's motivating the girls they don't know who i am they don't care screenshot Uh, material Screenshot, yeah, screen, yeah, yeah. There's no no longer bulletin boards. They don't do yeah, that. Well, places. tough tough
0: to screenshot a podcast though.
1: Yeah, well, you can maybe clip it. I don't know. I don't know how that works. Put it on the put on your your private Snapchat and share it and tell them. You know, hey, this guy's an idiot. Which you know, which, yeah. He's I, he's I,
0: I don't crazy. have to have Snapchat to know that.
1: No, um, no, no, not at all. Like, yeah, but they you know, they look really strong. But you know, they're right there in the mix with uh, Westfield and North Central and Floyd for. Um, a podium spot. And if they continue to improve over the six weeks and they may solidly take one of those. So,
0: and you know Um, what, you bring up a good point about some of the podium teams, some of the stats, and we'll get into that after the break. So congratulations, Morgan Township boys, Carol girls, our Indiana runner podcast team of the week teams of the week. Let's take a break. Gear up for cross country at Three Rivers Running Company. Whether you're just getting into the sport or you're a veteran on your way to another championship, we have everything you need to make this your best season yet. Come visit us today at 4039 North Clinton in Fort Wayne. Indiana Runner thanks Three Rivers Running Company for sponsoring the podcast. And we're back, Colin Altavote and Taylor Marshall, two guys with a face for radio and a voice for traditional print media. We're going to run through the uh, semi-states, update our locks, which Scott Linskin would be uh, furious that you have to update locks. And once you lock it in, you shouldn't be able to take it out. But guess what? Things change. And uh, let's start, uh, let's just go uh, geographical orders. Start in my old neck of the woods. The New Haven Boys Semi-State. Here, here are my locks: Hamilton Southeastern, Fishers, Concordia, Goshen. That's four. Contenders: Northridge, Carroll, and Penn. That makes seven. So three for two spots, right? Correct. And then that ain't a ton, so I put in the waiting room: Columbia City. Shout out Derek Leininger, school record holder in the 800 meter run at that school and
1: homestead i heard that podcast he ran like a 206 or something is that right no, I, think was two,
0: I think it was 216
1: two si- oh okay 216 i think right. so ah, to finish easy. all state yeah yeah still back. on still on the books though what do you think
0: about that uh, that group
1: sounds about right to you or... okay uh, i agree on the locks of hsc fishers concordia and goshen um of the contenders i'm gonna... concordia a lock
0: i hate to interrupt you but not really uh Concordia lock even without their number one runner if he doesn't let's say apocalyptic scenario never comes back they're
1: still making it um okay still on board uh contenders I'm gonna circle Northridge solid circle. today very solid say I'm gonna circle Carroll um and Penn yeah. is close but Penn's number two didn't run today but uh looks like he's been running prior to so he maybe just took the day off or you know did whatever who knows uh pen is in pen is one of the usual suspects right yeah yeah so i think if he goes back in then, then maybe this changes a little bit but i uh you know that gets us to six northridge and carol finish out the, the six so those are mine on the boy side if i had to pull
0: one out of that group i'd actually pull out carol so carol boys screenshot this not Let's sure what good that it. does you it's just a podcast
1: steven a smith you want to argue with me? Am I the Skip Bayless of this? He'll oh. make me skip. If
0: you got to be one of the two of those guys. I'm pretty sure you want to be Stephen A. Smith. Sophie, Sophie's choice right there. <laughs> On the girl side, Locks, Carol, HSE, Homestead, and Penn. That's four contenders East Noble, Concordia, Fishers, and Northridge. So four teams for two spots.
1: What are you thinking? Carol HSC Homestead Penn. I agree on those locks. I like East Noble and Concordia. I think Fisher's had a really solid day today. I want to see him put it together for a couple more weeks, and they may move out of that, you know, outside looking in position. In my opinion, but um, I'll circle East Noble and Concordia and say let's go with them.
0: I want to make Concordia a lock, but the stats the stats don't say it, and who am I to argue with numbers? Okay, we're moving left on the map. I guess that's West. New Prairie Boys locks. Little pause there. Crickets. Crickets. No yes, locks. Sir. No locks. locks. Yeah. I actually can hear crickets from my window. There's also a place right off the Monon by my house in an undisclosed location in central Indiana. They were playing some pretty good uh some pretty good covers, Beastie Boys
1: earlier. Oh, I heard a little yeah. Beastie Boys action, a little nineties, uh Nice hip-hop going on. You know it. Uh, So, no locks. Likely, LaPorte, Valpo,
0: Chesterton, and our boys, Morgan Township. Shout out. Contenders, Crown Point, Warsaw, West Lafayette, and Lake Central.
1: Yeah, um, I'll circle Crown Point and Warsaw. They were second to Valpo today at the uh, New Prairie meet. Um, and they have a, uh, you know, if if you if you just simply basing off INCC stats and and what they say, they have um, a, an easier route. You know, the sectional is not quite as challenging. So, as we talked about before, you can you can do some things to be ready to roll. So, those, those are my crown point Warsaw. In addition to your four likelies. likely but no locks. No lock. could be anybody. Scott, Scott's still proud of
0: you, then. <laughs> yeah that's uh that's that's what I, I want to make him proud for sure uh New Prairie girls semi-state locks Valpo Chesterton and I threw in Warsaw even though they're, they're behind one of these other teams on inCC stats lock it in you said don't at me get at me Warsaw lock it in likely Lake Central Cont- that's four contenders Crown Point Harrison Laporte and West Lafayette
1: Valpo, Chesterton, Warsaw, that's three. Give me Lake Central to make four. Harrison, five. And Laporte would be six. Now, West Lafayette didn't have their five-six today. We'll see. Maybe they slide back in. But as we talked about, New Prairie is going to be tight. Going to be counting down numbers the very end, sweating it out. It'll probably be cold that day, though. Oh, you sweat.
0: I like I like Crown Point. I like the Crown Point girls there. Shelbyville Semi-State on the boys' side. Locks, Carmel, shout out Center Grove and Zionsville. Okay, now we talk about this every week, twice a week. Sometimes you've mentioned it a couple of times here. Contenders. I put Noblesville with one asterisk. Now I is looking as I was looking through things. I think I. Um, I had thought that Noblesville's top runner hadn't run two weeks in a row, and it was the opposite. They flipped. One week, one of their top two guys didn't run, and this week, the other one didn't run. So I'll move them back into the lock category. So locks, Carmel, shout out, Center Grove, Zionsville, and Noblesville, contenders, Burbuff with two asterisks for obvious reasons. Yeah. Franklin Central, Westfield, and North Central. So that's four locks, and there's four teams after that. So four of them for two spots. But again, one of them comes with the uh, double asterisk.
1: Yeah. I mean, just for this, for the sake of this podcast, right, um, your locks I'm on board with. I, I'm going to, you know, look, we're six weeks away from the state meet. We've had several... Uh, opportunities to race now we've we've talked probably ad nauseum about rebuffs boys who haven't yet competed um for the for the time being i personally am going to move them out of my contender category simply because without those two they are not making it um, and and i will instead look at franklin central and north central But with a caveat that North Central is going to need one of their guys to come back and get, get healthy and be ready to go. Otherwise, uh, I think Westfield sneaks in there. So, um, uh, so just to, to be concise here, Carmel Center, Grove, Zionsville, Noblesville, and then I'll get today, this moment, give me Franklin Central and give me North Central.
0: According to INCC stats, Runners that have not raced yet are removed. And Burbuff has a 31% chance to make the state meet. Yeah. So those are numbers. Can't argue with numbers. Uh, Girls, semi-state in central Indiana. Locks, Carmel, shout out. Westfield, Noblesville, North Central, and Zionsville. That's five. Then I've got a contender, and I put Avon. So I guess maybe I should switch that to likely. Yep. That would be six. In the waiting room, Franklin Central with an asterisk. They didn't run this week. Now they've got an athlete that uh, kind of in a similar position to Burbuff Boys, an athlete uh, very accomplished on the grass and on the track that has not yet seen action in a race. Also in the waiting room, Burbuff, Chittard, and
1: Franklin. What are you thinking? Um, we, we talked about how strong Westfield girls look today. Right. Um, Noblesville right there. North Central didn't run everyone today, um, but sources say that they are healthy. Just it was a strategic choice. We'll come back again at some point. And Zionsville is the
0: same way, right? There have been a lot of balancing of schedules.
1: Zionsville is the same way. A lot of load management. Greg Popovich would be proud of what he's seen in the state of Indiana in terms of cross country. Um, I thought the Avon girls looked really, really good today. And I I do like them in that contender role, uh, potentially maybe even better. Um, It's tough with the fact that Franklin Central, as you said, didn't race today. And their number one girl hasn't raced yet. Um, You know, chatard has got the front power. Ah, you know, uh, Avon, give me the sixth. Give me Carmel, Westfield, Noblesville, North Central, Zionsville, and and Avon. I just think that that's that's where we are. But Buff, um, you know, the the top three looked good today. Uh, Franklin Central is going to need to get their girls back. And, and, you know, we know who Chittard has. But um, anyway, those six, I think, are are who you're going to walk away with. Per INCC stats, Avon girls
0: with their best performance today. A, a rating of 220 their season rating is 276 avon girls 72 percent chance to make the state meet and if we go to the seventh place team in the semi-state right now on incc stats it's rebuff remember franklin central could be adding an athlete in that has not seen action yet that would shift these numbers Burbuff with a 21 percent chance to make the state meet so avon between three and four times more likely to make it than Burboff, which meshes with what we were saying, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Brown County boys, locks, Columbus North, Bloomington North, Bloomington South, and Floyd contenders. Northview with an asterisk. Northview's top runner has not run the last two weeks. Now, his sister hasn't run the last two weeks hmm. either. So, okay. I'm not going to speculate anymore as to why that may be. I'm just going to yeah. make note that they are siblings, and they neither has raced in the last two weeks. Uh, so contenders: Northview, asterisk, Jasper, Jennings County, and Austin. Yeah. What do you like there? At one point, we had six locks, right? We we did. Um, Scott Litzen is going to be upset about that. I had a lock. They had locks and they pulled them off. He would say, and rightfully
1: so. That's why there's no such thing as a lock. He's a probably a Lloyd, a Lloyd Christmas fan. We think there's always a chance. Who's <laughs> <It was laughs> not a Lloyd Christmas fan? He's not, I don't know. Uh Columbus North, Bloomington North, Bloomington South, Floyd Central, boom, lock them off. You lock it up. Lock it up.
0: Lock him in. We need a drop. I need to figure out how to do drops with just like the, you know, the, the, the lock, the thing, the thing closing.
1: Yeah, that's next level stuff. We'll figure that out, you know, when we're not doing this in our homes or whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. It's it's a toss up. Like you said, the top top boy from North you didn't race today, uh, presumably coming back here soon. Um, you know, maybe maybe next weekend. Um, Jasper, I don't know. Could be Jasper, and that's a toss up between Jennings County and Austin. If yeah, those
0: seem. I mean, those. Those four locks and then Northview and Jasper seem the obvious choice, but I, yeah. I'm not sure that it's so obvious now that Jennings County or Austin is is waiting around for the other teams to mess up. And if I'm their coach, I'm like, hey, we're we're right there. We've got a shot. We yeah. we can we control our own destiny to an extent. Yeah. Uh Brown County girls, locks, Columbus North, Floyd, Northview with an asterisk, but even if she doesn't run. They're still in Jasper, Bloomington North, and Bloomington South. That's six. In the waiting room, I have Princeton and Seymour.
1: Pretty straightforward. Pretty straightforward. Those six are uh, looking really strong right now and have separated themselves. So, um, you know, uh, there could be um, some variation at the semi state meet and how some of those teams pan out and what they try to do. But I, I think it's those six at the top going on to to Terre Haute the following weekend.
0: So INCC Stats updated between us, kind of sharing our notes. And before we started, we got a good chance to uh, peruse them before the uh, beginning of the podcast. Any kind of general INCC Stats thoughts, anything that sticks out? Shout out, obviously, to INCCStats.com. Anything that sticks out to you? I, I do have a few things written down. Uh, You
1: you go first and and then I'll I'll, uh, back clean up here.
0: Okay, so the one thing I noticed today is that uh, there were separate ratings for different races at these Invitationals. Yeah. That sticks out to me because that means there were very tough conditions for mid to late September, right? And you remember from last year, the juxtaposition of these two meets. Remember what the, the uh, conditions were like at Flash Rock? And that was varsity only. You could run 10, take a bus, no spectators, everybody run the race and keep it moving, right?
1: Right. Remember what the conditions were like? Um, I, I can't say that I remember, but I think you're going to re- refresh me here. What we got?
0: Ideal. I, I think when they shot the gun off for the girls race, I think it was like 46 degrees. Yeah. So they shot the gun off today for the girls race and it was 75.
1: Yeah, it was, it was tough. And then, you know, especially rough for our, our JV girls, right. You know, they've, they've had a difficult time finding, uh, you know, it's one of those things and this is, this is boys or girls, right. The the varsity kids um, get a lot of the attention and uh, are competing to, you know, I don't know win and get trophies and ribbons and whatever and, um, for, for a lot of the JV boys and girls, they just want to prove their time and, and get better. And uh, you know, it's difficult to do that. If uh, the conditions aren't set, you know, it's very different than, than track because the track is a track and the, right. the weather obviously plays a factor, but um, you know, that uh, whether it was 11 or 1130, where you and I were, uh, makes it tough now that doesn't mean there were there weren't good performances there were some good performances the jv race um, it just it just makes it more difficult to do um, so yeah this was a, a very warm september uh almost like an august meet uh on a saturday morning um you know to be positive though looking ahead at the forecast as two uh, very amateur meteorologists um shout out to one, uh one of chuck. us a little more amateur than the other sir i've been doing this for many moons yeah i, I am the i'm the amateur of the amateur right here but I, I will give a shout out to my man chuck on wthr um hopefully you'll sponsor the podcast uh we we uh you know things look good look better better i should say for this coming week i think even saw some highs in the 60s in the sure. Central Indian area, but. Uh, my, my weather app might be different than, than your weather app. You've got,
0: to, you've got to be thrilled unless the rain bothers you because your practice venue is in a gigantic floodplain. Just general thoughts heading into next week. Here are some examples. At the New Prairie Invitational, they start with the single A, then they go double A and triple A, right? Yeah. So the small schools go first. They're going to get the better weather. At New Prairie, uh, single A race, minus seven, And and minus means seven seconds slower than average. So if it's minus and the number gets bigger, it means worse conditions, right? Yes. Single A minus seven, double A minus 22, triple A minus 31. At Flash Rock, the championship race, which was first, minus 20, and the JV race was minus 43. That is just a totally disparate conditions between those two that on average the jv race while adjusted for previous performance ran 23 seconds slower that's incredible so this wide disparity between the two the two or three races of these invitations wasn't was insane you rarely see that the last time i remember seeing that was 2018 and um
1: This is at Brown County. Is that what you're talking
0: about? No, at the Flash Rock meet in 2018, I remember there being a huge difference between the two races. And I just think it was, it was interesting that, uh, that we had the same thing
1: today, that the weather was that bad. But like you said, there's, there's relief on the way, right? Right. And that should be, you know, look, that's ideal distance running. um, No matter where you are, Um, you know, one of the things that I, I'm sure most, most coaches around the state say to their athletes is that everybody races the same conditions. You got to try your best out there. You know, it doesn't matter. You're competing, you know, that kind of thing. But, um, you know, we, we want ideal conditions. We want, uh, kids to be able to race and be successful, um, you know, in, in many different ways because success looks different for, for others. Right. Not is is in for the same type of thing. So, uh, yeah, I, I, like you said, uh, we're, we're coming up on uh, some cooler weather. Um, so, you know, whether you're a varsity kid who's going to continue to race for the next, you know, uh, four or five, six weeks, or, um, you know, your, your JV athlete, your season is winding down and can end on a high note, um, that PR is still within reach. So uh, hang in there. Especially or, with the big meet next week, I, the
0: HCC conference meet, I'm not sure if it's going to be at Noblesville or at Brownsburg, but either of them are very, very fast courses. And we could be looking at temperatures in the low fifties at race time. So especially a lot of those big programs, right? Uh, Zionsville, Hamilton, Southeastern, Fishers, um, Brownsburg, Avon, those schools that have a lot of kids who's a lot of them may be running their last race of the year. I think that's, I think that's big. I think that's important Uh, on the girls side. I noticed Zionsville adjusted rating, meaning if you put in the athletes that didn't race today or weren't in the results, at their average, and Westfield were basically dead even. Hmm. Carroll's adjusted rating, Chesterton's rating, and Avon's rating, again, basically dead even today. North Central's adjusted rating, and Valpo's rating today, dead even. And all of those teams, so outside of the top two, right, that's three through eight or so. We're all pretty close. I just thought that was interesting. Now, again, some of that's adjusted rating. You got to put less stock into an adjusted rating than a team that actually went out there and did it right. To just put somebody in at their season average. Um, Especially if it's the second week in a row that somebody hasn't run. But I think just on the girl side, the podium, potential podium teams, the, the top five teams, the, the teams are getting medals, you know, for 12 kids. Um, gosh, there's just out, outside after those top two teams. It's so close on the girls' side. It's so close.
1: I think that's a little bit underrated, right? I and mean, we've talked a lot about the historic depth on the boys' side, team-wise, and how strong the individuals are on the girls, and that it's a, a kind of a two-team race as of right now for the the state title on the, on the girls' side, but you know, if you look beyond those two teams, as you mentioned, like that, that's a really competitive, you know, you know it's one thing in, in cross country, you, you want to be on the podium, right? Like that's, you kind of hang your hat on. I was one of the top five teams at the state that year. I mean, that's a huge accomplishment for, for 99% of the pro. I mean, that's just so great. Um, so it, it, the number of teams that we see who have a chance and are continuing to improve on the, on the girl side will make that race, um, all, all the more fascinating. So, uh, and maybe harder for, you know, people who, who, you know, bloviate like me and you to make a decision. And I think
0: too, is, and I'm going to get into like, where do these, where do these teams or where do some of these individuals on the boys side rank all the time? Cause we talked about this historic depth on either side. Right. And I, but that's also we're comparing to the end of the season for every other year. And it looks to me that even though the, the boys teams, it, it seems to be this historic depth and we got off to such a strong start that maybe there's some cracks in the armor down the line or, or for some of these teams that, that are starting to show. That is natural, and maybe in past years have also been kind of natural, but it's so it's so much based on how you run at the state meet. So we'll get into that in just a second um, with the boys when I when I look through some of the things that stuck out on INCC stats. Uh, so all those teams are close, and then the Westfield girls are up to number five on INCC stats. So they're having they're having a a, a two thousand one Columbus North boys year where they, they started the season ranked like 42nd on the Indiana runner top 50. Coach Weinheimer likes to bring that up to me all the time, even though I was like 12 years old then. Um, what year was that again? 2001, boys. Yeah. And he said it was just a cool year to kind of watch the team just continue to improve and just work their way up through the rankings. It's also 2001, right? It's before – the internet is before incc stats before all of
1: these things that we knew and that they were probably that good all year and just watch them go up what what was life like before there was an internet will you uh will you tell us how was it was this a generational (laughs)
0: gap between you and me do you do you remember life before the internet
1: i i don't think that ever happened wait there was an internet like there's a time before that so I you're
0: know. joking but i'm being serious do you remember do you remember like having dial up like prodigy internet at your house or is that a generational gap
1: no no it's not i, I remember coming home from elementary school and firing up the dial up and hopping on aim and yes and it taking up the phone
0: it. lines and your parents being upset because yeah no calls could come through yeah
1: correct and all the noise that it made to get to you know get you know uh, get to the internet so yeah it's not i'm just giving you
0: any any millennial that that noise is just imprinted in your brain right so on the boys side now incc stats is updated so the individual uh adjusted ratings are updated and the team adjusted ratings are updated but the all-time page is not so i i kind of had to do some thinking i i hit refresh enough times to know that it's not updated but they do tend to update week to week so on the boys' side, individually, Isaiah Sturry is number three all-time. Cole Matison is number four all-time. And Krishna is number 12 all-time, which I thought was interesting. He is one spot ahead of Christian Wagner from Columbus North. Yeah. Boys teams, Columbus North, number 12 all-time. Hamilton Southeastern, number 14 all-time. It's a three-way tie with a couple other teams. Carmel number 22 all time in a tie. And they are one spot behind, shout out, Tom Ullman, J.D. Smith, uh, the 2008 Carmel team. So three in the top 22 right now. As it stands right now, right? If we went back yeah. through at the end of the season and listened to this, not sure why we would, but uh, things will certainly shift around and move because it's mostly based off how teams run at the state meet. We haven't run the state meet yet, so we can't base anything off that.
1: Right. Right. Yeah, I think the uh, you know it, it, the stats are backing up some of this is historic numbers that we've talked about. Um, there, I'm looking at the same page you were mentioning here on the on the boys side here. Uh, HSC and Columbus North with a a very strong chance of moving potentially inside that top ten of all time, right? Uh, if you look at the the numbers, so they they are very very close. Um, and that Carmel team is not far away, um, nor is center Grove. So the, yeah, I think, like we've said before here, I I know you and I have talked about this, that the numbers are starting to back up even more. So our anecdotal evidence of how strong and deep the, the boys team race is, um, so, it, and it looks like uh, all time, right, o- on the girls' side, that Columbus North team ranked 10th. They've had a solid uh, rating under 100 two of the three times, and the uh, the Carmel team uh, being 13th right now. So, and then there's a, a bit of a drop if we want to talk about historic numbers, but, you know, th- those teams, as we've said, have kind of separated themselves. And there will be a lot of movement
0: over the next couple of weeks as right. You're, you're most heavily weighted on the most recent result. And then as, as later in the year, eventually whatever happened this week and last week and, and three weeks ago, will just count for a very, very small percentage of, of your overall team rating. Right. All right, man. Any, any last thoughts? It's been an exciting week. It lived up to all the hype. This whole season has lived
1: up to all the hype lived up to the hype. Um, it's been a lot of fun to watch. Um, I think I've, I've said this already, but I'm excited about some cooler weather coming this way and, you know, put the long sleeve on and kind of smell the fall in the air and know that, uh, the cross country, you know, state tournament is right there on the horizon. So I'm looking forward to that. I don't have any, um, you know, like, uh, Wisdom on chicken wings or anything this week, as I I think I brought to you the the last time. You got a, a miscellaneous uh, minute here, or anything or is this it? I think the colt. I think the colts win tomorrow.
0: I, I gotta put. I gotta pump. It's Saturday night at nine o'clock. We're at our separate houses. I gotta pump this out pretty soon because yeah. although most people are gonna listen to it later. I think I think the colts
1: win tomorrow. I think you're very hopeful. Man, I'm I'm worried about our defense. Uh, Russell Wilson made him look pretty, pretty tough uh, last week. But uh, we'll, we'll kind of see. Uh, but maybe a bounce back against the uh, it's the it's the Rams, right? Not the Chargers, but the Rams that we play. The
0: Rams, the Los Angeles Rams, correct? Okay. Previous, sounds previously. sounds weird
1: to say. Previously, the San Luis Rams. Previously, the Los Angeles Rams. Yes, it's, they they like to move back and forth a lot. So, you know, anybody likes to move around a lot
0: think of a few people sure
1: yeah
0: all right my man well like i like i always say i'll see you every day for the next uh 30 years let's do it all right thanks for coming on i'll let you know when this is the number one podcast of all time on indiana runner appreciate it all right hey thanks man